name is Retaina Nyawada and welcome to another phenomenal, exciting Step Up to the Hustle episode of In My Twenties. In My Twenties. So today's episode, this is the way the conversation lies. Do you remember at the end of last year, we had that whole 54321 Happy New Year countdown, New Year, New Me, and you said to yourself, self, this year, this year I'm going to start that side hustle. And now it's November and that side hustle is still on business title, TBC. Objective, to make money. So today we want to take that procrastination and turn it into a step forward into you realizing your side hustle dreams. So we have the perfect person to motivate you. And without further delay, here he is. I'm Jamie Thurston Wangod. I am a Cape Town boy (laughs) Um, and I'm working on a new startup called Better. My philosophy really is regarding outside work and inside work. Um, in, if you enjoy what you're doing, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like work. Now on every episode of the In My Twenties podcast, we have these incredible mind moments or gem moments. And this is just one of them. Um, a lot of people try to get married. Well, they not try. They literally by default get married to their idea, get married to their business mm. and make their business their baby. And they try to incubate and protect it so much that they're the only one working there mm. because they feel like it's their job to be the accountant. It's their job to be the marketing manager. It's their job to be sales and sales and development and management and all this type of things. When in fact, and I tell this to myself as well, there's always someone that can mm. do this better than you. Mm. The In My Twenties podcast is split up into three sections. In the first section, we get to hear a little bit more about Jamie's career journey. In the second section, we dive into today's title, which is all about how everybody needs a side hustle. And rounding up all three sections is what this podcast really is about. Conversations with people in their 20s and in their 30s about what it's really like to be in the 20s and also a conversation around the all-consuming quarter-life crisis. So let's get straight into it. So Jamie, tell me all about your career journey. Where did you begin? Where did you study even? Because I know, like, I remember you from radio, but now you're, start, you, you're a startup, and then you mentioned that you're a scientist. I'm like, who is this guy? Yes. So give me a little <laughs> bit about your career journey okay. from where your studies to right here. So it might today. sound multifaceted, which it probably is, mm. but from the... In the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning, in the beginning. So um, I've actually always been entrepreneurial. Yes. I've, I've always loved entrepreneurship. Yes. Um, I liked. I didn't know the concept of making money mm. that that I kind of liked. Okay. Um, but the truth is, I hated business subjects. I hated EMS. I hated accounting. Oh wow! Because um, I found it so boring, okay. and that's why I went and studied science. Okay. Because I I like doing something new. I like the interesting things, mm. and I think the the merger there with my entrepreneurial side and my science side is with my sense of discovery. Wow. My sense of trying to find new things, trying to solve new problems. Mm-hmm. And that's where my, where the link, I would say, because people often disjoint, but you're a scientist, but you're a business person. Where does it come but from? But you're a radio DJ. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and that whole thing, the thing of entertainment and I talk a lot. So mm. that's why I went into radio as mm. well. But let me go from my high school journey. Okay. So in high school, I, I chose study subjects, science subjects, physics, life science, information technology. Mm-hmm. I was like a super nerd at school. And okay. Yeah, big up to nerds, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and from there, I 
I was doing I studied business things as well okay. um, Like entrepreneurship mm. On the side And I started mm. my own businesses okay. I was selling Merchandise out of my locker In high school Oh wow yeah. What kind of merchandise Were you selling? Um, tissues Because my locker okay. Was so close to the girls bathroom Oh and the girls wow often, They often run I'd be like Oh we need toilet paper And I'm like Ah here we go One rand Oh you're kidding <laughs> Oh you're kidding Yeah I was, I was That's a, So like, your side hustle day Started from like Early Yes, early yes. Early. Then with that I also went into um, Dealing lint The okay. chocolate I found a wholesaler for lint okay. I then mean, sold the lint at the discount rate to what the shops were selling it okay. um, so I made a profit I think people started selling buying in bulk and that's that business went through into university and the okay. universities were buying gifts for their speakers and things mm. from me in, in lint packs and lint chocolates um, I went to gone and studied biotechnology at the University of the Western Cape of course you did yeah that's <laughs> science. Like, I was so into science I'm biotechnology that's like deep in science yeah that's, that's yeah. super deep I love yeah. it I yeah. love biotech okay. I still have loads of biotech ideas I had a whole bunch of ideas when I was at university um, and while I was studying, I was yeah. class rep since first year okay. for biotech. I was okay. so into science. Okay. Um, I was then also accepted into honors mm-hmm. before I finished my undergrad and started doing um, an honors project while mm-hmm. I was in my final year. Wow. This all happened while I was also studying entrepreneurship. Okay. I studied animation. I did some course, extra courses in photography. Okay. Um, also, and a big tip I'll give to people at university, you are completely allowed under the radar to go to other classes. Oh, so yeah, I attended yeah, yeah. psychology, I yeah. attended law. I oh, stunning. Um, because people that pay for the classes don't even show up. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you're like a seat filler. And then when the register comes around, you're like, yes, I could be yeah. so-and-so. Yes, I just, <laughs> yeah. I just um, in the lectures, they, don't have, they didn't have any registers that okay. you don't receive. So I just okay. attended the classes. And ah, just for fun, I made, uh-huh. it, made it even more famous. People didn't even know what I studied at campus <laughs> because I was so involved. Wow. But it was really a cool journey. I love yeah. university. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't even think I was as involved at high school. Okay. But I, f- I think I flourished. University was my, my was prime. The thing. Yeah. Okay. And with that, I also started my own business. Mm. Um, well, I've had my business. I started a new business mm. um, that recruited people for um, modeling jobs, acting jobs, and extras for movies. Okay. Um, and that even evolved into um, creating people promotion jobs. Okay. So I started creating a huge database. And yes. Then that company I called the agency. Mm-hmm. And I see there isn't a lot of these agencies. So mm-hmm. I think that's quite a big deal or something we've been doing. And then we also specialize in new media marketing. Yeah. And new media marketing is the mashup of mainstream and social media. Okay. This skill came in when I did a lot of tests around how media works. Okay. Um, and that's where my science background comes in as well. Okay. I think with science, and I'll tell a lot of people around this, is that when you study something, you mm. don't study technically to become that. Mm. I didn't study biotech to become a biotechnologist. Mm. The same way you don't study law to become a lawyer mm. or an accountant to become an accountant. You don't study accounting to become an accountant mm. because you can end up in any at all. But the thing you'll always leave with is when you study law, you learn to think like a lawyer. Mm. When you study accounting, you learn to think like That's an accountant. That's pretty powerful. When you study science, yeah. you learn to think like a scientist. Yes. So you start developing the methods, the way they do yeah. it, the hows and the why. So you can pretty methods. much go into any industry but from a specific yes. perspective. Okay, yes. That's pretty powerful. So with my science background, mm. um, I'm now do business the mm. way a scientist will do business mm. the way you test the way you um, factualize things the way you can repeat things the way you can draft up methods and, met- and methodologies and yeah. reports that's how I go into business okay. is this whole concept of the side hustle so mm. I mean for you you started your side hustle in high school I've been side a, you've been <laughs> side hustling since yeah. 1990 yeah <laughs> since I was born <laughs> yeah and so like in today's society I found that among my friends, among peers, among people that are, 
you know, restaurant or party people that you meet. Um, there are a lot of people who just don't have a nine to five yeah. or an eight to five. Because you can just side hustle your life. Side hustle yeah. your whole life. But yeah. it's not enough just to have a job anymore because there, in terms of job satisfaction, fulfillment, it's not necessarily all about the money. Mm. The money helps. But there is this nature that one job is not enough. You yeah. need to have, like, first of all, multiple streams of income, but also the side hustle. Firstly, if you live in the side hustle life, mm. right, current banks don't understand what that is. So they can't give you a loan, they can't give you a thing for your car, they can't give you, you can't buy a house, mm -hmm. you can't even take it a cell phone contact because your okay. income is inconsistent. Okay, but are you talking about side hustle as like, if you just, if you just, your whole your, life is your a side hustle, you don't yeah. have a proper job, Yeah, just a side hustle. Okay, go. Your whole life is side hustle. Okay. And that, that makes it difficult for you to actually do things in the real world. Okay. So I would say the best way to do a side hustle and manage your entire life mm. is go with this, what I call the 70, 20, 10 model. Oh, so 70% of your time you do for your main source of income. Okay. That could be your main job. That could be your main hustle. Mm. Um, but you make it consistent and you make sure you deposit the money in, mm. in your account. 20% mm -hmm. of your time you do to maintain your side hustle. Okay. Right? And because usually a side hustle doesn't always pay as much as your main hustle. Mm. So you do 20% of your, of your physical time mm. on your side hustle. Mm. You split your day over according to time. Mm -hmm. And until that main hustle, that side hustle, mm. makes as much as your main hustle, Ooh. then mm. I will say, take that 20% and yeah. make that side hustle your main hustle. Hey. Because the reason you do a side hustle yeah. isn't always, like you said, about the money, yeah. but because you enjoy it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Right? Then 10% of your time, if I look at the 70, 20, 10, 10% yeah. you do for a long-term goal. Okay. So that could be maybe studying some things on the side, doing some Google, YouTube mm. tutorials, okay. um, doing a, an extra long-term goal. So yeah. that could be either maybe taking some time of understanding how investments work yes. and sure. doing an investment. Taking okay. some time of understanding how the housing market works mm. and say, okay, I'm going to save up towards this house. I'm going to buy to invest. Yeah. It could be learning how to code. It could be learning any, any new thing. Okay. Because people often get lost in this side hustle yeah. and could lose their main hustle because, because of, of the side that. hustle. So, I mean, in, I mean, to articulate the side hustle, essentially it's like your freelance mission. Yes. And your main hustle is your eight to five and that 10% is your studies, then you're saying we should be doing this consecutively all the time. Yeah, so yeah. we should always be studying because this is the interesting thing I found is that 10% that you spoke about, a lot of people stop studying or stop learning the minute they start working. Because they're like, I head. made it, I'm here, done. Nope. And a lot of companies, especially in the media and entertainment spaces, not necessarily corporate or lawyer or traditional jobs, don't offer additional... Um, like studies or support yeah. for studies or they want you to work for the company for a hundred years the before thing. they pay for like a two month that, you know, mission. That is in the best interest of the company because yeah. if you're never going to grow, they never have to pay you more. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I see, I see, I see. But the more you upskill yourself, the mm. more skills you learn, the more you can get paid. Yes. And people like, even just getting an MBA, you automatically get paid more. You make it sound so chill. Sure. Like, just, just <laughs> get, get, a, get an like, MBA. Like, yeah. you know, anyone can get an MBA. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hear but, you. But upskilling yourself mm. makes yourself in a higher earning position. Even yeah. if you're just learning things in work. Yeah. You know, the amount of experience you gain in work, that mm. counts as real money. Mm. That working experience you gain, when you go to another place, you can say, hey, I've got these skills, but don't forget you're in a competitive space. And not to add fear, you're also competing against machines. Ooh. Your job could become redundant Ooh. if you're not upskilling yourself. Yes, yeah. Even, even like skills like from being a doctor mm. a machine can now replace a doctor yes mm. go check or google this yeah. a machine can replace a lawyer drawing or drafting contracts yeah. a machines are replacing accountants yeah. these are careers that back in the day appeared and said oh you must become a doctor or an accountant or a lawyer or a, lawyer. Or a teacher yeah and those are careers that people thought, oh, these careers are never going to leave. Yes. But if you look at it, 
brand new kiddos are popping up. Yeah. A social media manager. Social media manager. <laughs> That's my favorite. I love so- yeah. Shout out to all the social media managers out there. Ten years ago, it wasn't a thing. Dude. And now, legitimate... Every company needs this. Or an influencer. Yes. Okay, but that's a, that's a, that's that's when that's when your side hustle became your main hustle. If, yeah. you're, if you're like a professional influencer, you can let or a YouTuber. A professional influencer. I know like professional YouTubers. Yeah. And that's like that's the income. And that's legit. And that's a job. Yeah. It's like, can you imagine going to your parent right now and being like, "Hey, mom, dad," they're like, "What do you want to do? I want to be a professional YouTuber." Yeah, they're not gonna get you. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna but be I, like, "You're bewitched." <laughs> <laughs> no. We need to pay for you, my child. You can't. You need to get a no, real job. No, no, legit, legit. <laughs> But tell me more about like this side hustle mentality because again coming to the fact that so many people nowadays feel like they need that side hustle and in your breakdown of 70 30 10 which by the way I love and I think I'm going to utilize in my life. Yeah. Why is there such a need for the side hustle? Like why can't I just do the 70 and the 10 and that Wow, listen to my maths. And that's 30%. <laughs> 20. And I, and 20. <laughs> it's cool, it's cool. Okay, well, the 70, 10, and 20. Yeah. Why can't I do 70, 10, and the 20 I take and I just watch series? Like, why can't why can't I just watch series? Well, that's fine. But then, where are you developing yourself? I like, don't know. In the 10%, you can do a long-term thing, yes. Mm. And I'm not saying we don't need to watch series. Series are cool. Like, mm. take your time. Take yeah. your break. So, in that whole time split, you can mm. always take a break in there as well. Okay. But it's more of where do you see yourself? Mm. Do you see yourself... Just earning this amount mm-hmm. and only getting getting an increase on your yeah. your whatever the ten percent increase per whatever the increase is for year. <laughs> we don't get increases that. in media, I'm so sorry yeah. we don't. Um, yeah. Or do you feel that is this enough for you? Look, because mm. if you're content with where your life is, mm. good shot. I'm happy for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe this is a problem I where I'm not f- always fulfilled. Mm. I might be having the best time of my life, but I always feel ah, I need more. I need more. I need more. Yeah, yeah. And to me. I just feel like I'm always going to look for more. Okay. I'm always going to look for what more can I do. Um, not for the sake of wanting to brag of, oh, I want a bigger house, I want a bigger car, but yeah. I want that sense of comfort. Yeah, yeah. And I feel that when I'm in a more comfortable environment, I can yeah. think better and I can yeah. do more. Yes. So yeah. it actually just fits all together for myself. Yes. Some people actually like the comfort. They're in the comfort zone right now. they mm. quite fine with the comfort zone. Mm. But coming back to that side hustle mission, so you said that at the point where your side hustle, so now we're talking about side hustles, income generating side hustles, mm-hmm. because a lot of us have side hustles or things that we do for fulfillment that are not necessarily income generating. Yeah. So now I've got my side hustle, I've been working at it, now I'm bringing in the income, and now, like you said, it's now making a little bit more... Like, does it always have to make a little bit more before you jump? Because I think at some point, you need to jump. When right? I say the making part, mm. it doesn't necessarily mean monetary value. Okay. Because you could even be making it in fulfillment. Mm. So if you can survive, as in pay your, God, pay your I bills. I can't pay my bills or fulfillment. <laughs> no, that's the thing. You need to weigh everything into consideration. Okay. Is this going to pay my bills? Mm. Is it sustainable? Mm. And then how much fulfillment do I get out of this? How okay. much job satisfaction do I get out of this? Mm. Because you could be hating your main hustle. Mm. But if you can work a side hustle, maybe your main hustle might be um, you work in a call center. Mm. Right? But your side hustle is you like designing clothing. Mm. Ooh, awesome. And now you can check that so much people are buying your clothes mm-hmm. that you're making more or equal money making the clothes than what you do in your calls in the job. Okay. Does that mean now that you can switch? Mm. Well, I would say that's a very nice thing to switch because if you can spend as much time making clothes yes. as you would be spending in the call center, yeah. how much more money could you make now? How much more mm. fulfillment can you get now okay. after that? Okay. So that's okay. what I'm saying. Doing the switch, not just because of the money side, yeah. but as long as you can survive. Mm. And you're not just surviving economically, but surviving holistically. Yes. Are you fed internally and yes. are you fed mentally or are you yes. fed spiritually? Yes. I know so many people who want to work for themselves because one, that they're frustrated in their current jobs. 
either their managers frustrate them, they know that they can do the job better, they just don't have the right funding to do what they're doing, but they can do it and they'll be, you know, they'll be fantastic at it because they'll throw themselves at it. So say, for example, you get funding from someone to do your side hustle. Now you're a startup, right? Mm -hmm. I read a statistic... I don't remember what the numbers are, but I think it was like 70 to 80% of startups fail within the first two yes. years. And that's why startups don't get to that threshold. Why is that? Because that's the thing. It's like, okay. I have the funding. There's a couple of reasons here. Hmm. Funding isn't one thing. You, hmm. can have, you can have your money. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's again the case of being user-centric. If you can, okay. you can have the money to build something, but if nobody wants it, it's not going to go anywhere. Hmm. The second case is, sometimes when someone gets all the funding, they're going to splurge. Mm. If you're somebody that earns 10k a month and all of a sudden you get the mill, mm. girl, you think you're gonna sit here? Because <laughs> you're not you're not able to manage the finance correctly. That's why a lot okay. of startups fail because of mismanagement of funds. Mm. Um, another case is people don't understand what being an entrepreneur is. Mm. You think, oh, I'm my own boss now. I can mm. work when I want to. That is not the case. Okay. The truth is, you're working even harder than what you worked at the call center. I your it. hours are gonna be longer because this is your this is your main thing. This mm. is your baby. Mm. If you don't work, you're not going to get paid. Mm. In a corporate, you can sit there on a call center acting like you're on a call mm. and you'll still get paid. Mm-hmm. Meantime, you're like, just chatting to your me, friends. Yeah, meantime, you're chatting. <laughs> meantime, you're chilling. Mm. But if you're working, if you're the CEO, if you're the managing director yes. and if you don't work yeah. you're not going to get paid if yeah. you don't develop the business you're not going to get your cash yeah. and that's also a case that people think oh I can do this better than my boss mm. but when the time comes for you to do the work I'm like oh wait I'm going to have a nice long coffee mm. break I'm going to go to a couple of meetings I'm going to go watch a movie wow. I'll work tonight yeah. tonight comes oh there you're sleeping oh, wow. you know or your favorite series comes on yeah. so you need to also be responsible with your time mm. and your effort because being your own boss doesn't mean that you get to work whenever you want to work. Mm. Yes, you can do that. Mm-hmm. But it also means you're now working overtime. Mm-hmm. You're not getting paid for that overtime work. Because mm. who's going to pay you? Yeah. You're your own boss. Yeah. So that's the case. And okay. people need to also understand that there's a lot of glamour around being an entrepreneur. Mm. But people are not being shown the negative, I wouldn't even say negative, I'll call it the learnings mm. of being an entrepreneur. Because yeah. people shy away of that when the business suffers. Mm. And that's the thing. Business does suffer. Mm. Business can Businesses go. don't make yeah. money or profit. They're not profitable in that first year anyway. Yeah. You're still like just like trying to, yes. trying to Especially cover your this overheads is, if you if can. If this is your first business, mm. I would really say, do it, try it, you could succeed, mm. you could not, but don't also give up. Just mm. because your first business failed, look at it, what yeah. did you learn from this? Yeah, yeah. Pick up the pieces yeah. and start again. Yeah, but I think it's also like, what is your turnaround time? So, I mean, turnaround in terms of emotionally getting yeah. back after you've been disappointed, right? And that's up to you on your learning. So you means, look at it yeah. of how much have I learned yeah. and what did I do wrong and yes. where can I fix it? Yes, but some people spend too much time on the emotional side as in I failed, oh my gosh, and you want to sit and you want to plan and you want to plan. Like even so the other day when we were like discussing like business plans and mm-hmm. stuff, you showed me something so simple. Like it was on a Word document. You were like, oh, well, this is it. This is the plan. We sent out the questions today and boom, we're recording and, you know, etc. For me, I'm like that person who's like, I want it designed. I want it to look pretty. Have I have I like, there's have, a like every single like thing like how well have I planned it and then I'll execute but there's it's like s- if you know what I mean yep. like what is the turnaround time there's a saying um, and I'm gonna get it wrong but it's got to do with perfect is the enemy of done sure if you're trying to make that's it perfect, a mind moment that's you it. will never mm. launch you'll mm. never finish mm. it so you're saying launch launch Imperfectly. Yeah, launching perfectly because you can always improve. 100%. But if you're trying to be perfect, you're never going to launch. Mm. And I guess if you fail, even with it like 
40% there. Yeah. At least you'll Those turn around ways. quicker. And then you'll be like, maybe not this way, let me try another way. Yes. But if you're finished and you're like, this is perfect and you fail, you'll be like, but I spent like 75, what is it, 10,000 hours. I spent my 10,000 hours doing this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm the expert and I still failed. Yeah. So I think that is quite intense. Yeah. I would say fail fast and fail early. It's that fear of failure mm. that you want it to be so perfect yeah. that you're never going to get there. Yes, yeah. And something new is always going to come on board. Even if you look at tech, yeah. even with us as a, as a bank at Better, yeah. there's always going to be new tech. We can yeah. develop something today. Yeah. And then tomorrow, a new article comes out or a new company gets launched where they just made a brand new way of doing it. Yes, and we're like, yeah. oh, we need to do that. Mm. But we also need to learn how these things happen. Mm. So and, it's, we, and it's that 10% that you're speaking about, that 10% of the learning, what yes. are you learning? Yes. And if all you're doing is working, side hustle or main hustle, but you're not learning, then you're going to miss it. You're going to yep. miss the boat somewhere. I'm thinking about how this applies to different areas of your life. It's like sometimes we don't enter the 21k race because we're like oh my word I can't run 21k's straight but maybe just running 10k's is enough to take you to the 21k do that piece by piece Mm. it might sound like a huge task yeah what did Nelson Mandela say it seems impossible until it's done 100% if you can take each the the big goal Mm. and break it up say if it's a business say okay I need to meet these milestones Mm. I need um, for my clothing business I need Mm. to get my designs I need to get my paper together Mm -hmm. I need to find customers Break each thing up and do it one at a time. Yes, yeah. Once you start doing step by step, it becomes so much less work mm. and you actually get to achieve your goal. Yeah, but we're so used to looking at the big goal and the money and the fame and the success and the yeah. rewards that is attached to that goal that we're like, oh my word, I'm not there, I'm never going to do it. Yep. Forgetting, as you're saying, break it down step by step, yep. then you'll You get make there. it unobtainable for yourself because mm. you're trying to focus on something that seems so big mm. that you're not able to handle it. Yeah. Yet piece by piece, how do you climb a mountain? You start from the bottom and you climb your way up. Oh, you, take you don't the just mo- you take the you table mountain cable car. <laughs> <laughs> the cable car. Some people might have cable cars in life. I mean, some people do have cable cars. Yeah. It's called money and a yes. family inheritance. <laughs> but even in that in that sense, you don't yeah. just take the entire mountain mm. or make it little task piece by piece. Yes, yeah, I completely agree. Very fascinating. You also spoke about some of the realities on the dark side of being an entrepreneur yeah. or a startup or having that company because essentially. You want your startup to start up and then become like a you know, middle tier company and then a big mm-hmm. company and then you want to take over the world, right? But tell me some of the difficulties and some of the dark moments that you've had in terms of the startups that you've been involved with and essentially living an entrepreneurial yep. lifestyle. What I'll definitely say about my dark moments is that I've literally turned all my dark moments into learnings. Okay. So if I look back now, I'm almost like, oh, I didn't have any dark moments. Mm. But the truth is, those moments happened and I turned it around. Okay. So it's a case of, um, and I would say I would say this, always ask questions mm. to your customers. Okay. Always like, be willing to learn. So if someone says something, take that criticism. Mm. People often try to be like, ah, you can't criticize my business. What yeah. do you know? Yeah. If someone even spends the time to try to tell you something, mm. listen. Because if they didn't care about you, they wouldn't have even told you anything. Mm, so that's, that's the so thing. People get so defensive yeah. um, that they forget. They shut their ears and be like, I'm not going to listen to nobody. La, yeah. la, la. This is my business. I'll do it my way. Mm. And you, I would say, you know what? You're probably not going to get very far. Yeah. On the flip, people also just want to talk. They're yeah. just like, oh, this is what I know. This is what I know. This is what I've done. This is what works. Meanwhile, you could be sitting across from like a person who is yeah. the Einstein that's in the that industry. Listen. And they just have like three words to tell you. And you're like, no, no, but I did this and I did that and I did this. You need to be like a yeah. sponge. Like Spend some time and listen. Mm. Um, that, that I think is the best lesson that, that I've learned of my, my life. Because mm. I talk too much. Yeah. Listen to your customers. Listen to your critics. Mm. Listen to your haters. Because mm. what, what are they going on about? You know, if, if those people, if people can say bad things about you, I don't, I don't, 
I was gonna, I don't want to be like no, no, best way to say this. I don't. Okay, first I don't think I have haters. Mm-hmm. But when people have bad things to say, yeah. I don't take it and disregard it. I take mm-hmm. it like, oh, cool. So what can I do about that? Please tell me more. That's if nice. someone says, oh, Jamie, I don't like the way you're doing this. I'm like, oh, awesome. Tell me more. What yes, don't you yeah, like about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Whereas some people are like, ah, oh, that's someone that's just a hater. I'm not gonna listen to what they say. Yeah. They Listen to your listen to your inverted commas haters mm. and probe, ask questions because it might just be that they don't like you as a person. Mm. But then even in that case, what is it they don't like about you? Mm. Not because that you're necessarily gonna change. Yeah. You're just you just you're just trying to break down their yeah. argument. Because right? if if there's something they don't like about you, could that jeopardize your business? Because mm. in the case of you being an entrepreneur, your mm. business is personal. That business is your life. Mm. So if someone doesn't like you. Um, and then there's another competing business where they actually like the person. Mm. Think of it as like a polit- political race. Mm. People are going to vote for who they like for. Who they like. If there's, if there's two shows, for, perhaps you're a musician, and there's, there's two concerts happening, mm. and yours is on the same night, but people mm. don't like you, mm. they're going to go to the other one. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. that's like legit. Yeah, yeah. So just be open to learning. And okay. from these dark moments, yeah. um, I, I can't even say what dark moments I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, but pick those moments up and yeah. learn from it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, Jamie, you are turning 28 yes. on the 7th of December. Wow, right? how do you know all these things? <laughs> You're stalking me? Stalking one I call it investigative journalism. Okay, okay, that's cool. 7th of December is my birthday, going to be 28. Yes, yeah. And what I can tell you about adulting. Mm, mm. And I feel that this should be taught to you in school. Mm-hmm. Because in, in life orientation, they teach you about HIV and AIDS and sex and all these things. Mm-hmm. I want to know, I still do not know how to do my taxes. I still do not know how to do taxes. Uh-huh. So that's a big deal of, of adulting. Also, other things like buying a car. Yeah. I bought the car last year. Yeah. And people didn't tell me little things about how you can get low interest rates, yeah. how you can get, how a second hand car is just as good as a first hand car. Because I thought I'll buy a first hand car, yeah. there might be no problems on a first hand car yeah. because I'm guaranteed that. Yeah. And then I realized that people are paying the exact same amount that I'm paying mm-hmm. for a much better second hand car. Okay. And I'm like, gosh, I made mistakes, eh? Mm. Even things of buying a house. Mm-hmm. Renting a house. Um, there's things that people didn't tell you because yeah. you lived with the parents all this time. Yes. So I've learned quite a bit of lessons. And the thing is, go YouTube, go Google, go ask these questions before yes. you start. Yeah. Um, I tried researching, but there isn't actual information of, hey, what do I do about buying my first car? Mm. There isn't that information. There isn't. How do I pay my taxes? Mm. I've been Googling. Mm. You know, I've given up because I feel like it's such an effort. I completely agree. I think taxes is the most difficult thing in the world. <laughs> I can I can sign a checkbook. Do you know why? Because we learned that in high school. But guess what? We don't use checks anymore. Yeah. But doing taxes, I don't know how. I'm always like, anytime tax season comes, I call my older sister and I'm like, hi. Yeah, that's the thing. Get help. someone else to do it for you. Get, oh, is that <laughs> what you do? That's <laughs> the millennial thing to do. Get someone else to do it Get for you. Get someone else to do your taxes. I don't it's know how so to do difficult. It. Yeah. Deep question. It's like that intuition question. It's the 70-20-10 question of everyone's life. Have you been in a quarter-life crisis? Okay. Honestly, I wouldn't say I've been in a quarter-life crisis. Mm. I've had the realization, oh my gosh, 25, 26, 27, 28. Mm-hmm. I'm getting so old. Have I achieved what I want in life? Getting so old. I feel like, honestly, I feel like I haven't achieved what I want You to told achieve. me I was young just now. And we're like yeah, the same you look age. young. You, look, I, you look young. <laughs> I didn't know you were the same age. I thought you were younger than me. Devs, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I definitely thought you were younger than me. But... I had those feelings of oh what have I achieved you look at people that are making it in life mm. and you think like they're the same age as me mm. what have I done in my life mm. so I've had those moments mm. but I also know I need to put a plan into place mm. and that's where my thinking comes in I haven't had a crisis because as soon as a problem arises mm. I try to mitigate that problem so mm. fast 
I tell them like, okay, Jamie, what can you do to solve this? Mm. So I take my whole life principle, the way I solve mm. riddles. Is that your take, scientific element of you? The yeah. scientist in you comes out. Like, what can I do to solve this? There's mm. no point in sulking over an issue mm. if you're not going to do anything about mm. it. And that's something I'll tell people. You can have the worst situation, but if you're going to look at your situation and be like, oh, I have nothing to do, I can't do anything. Then that's nah, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. amazing. I'm washing my hands for you if you think there's nothing you can do. Because mm. there's always something you can do. Mm. The first thing you can do is firstly try to understand what the problem is. Mm. In my case, if I looked at it and said, Oh, what have I done in my life? What have I achieved? I'm yeah. I'm twenty eight mm. and I look at all these other people living their lives, what have I got? And then I look at it so okay. What do I have? Mm. And firstly, if my situation is me thinking I'm not good enough, mm. what have I got? And actually appreciating what I have first. Mm. Then saying, okay, so what do I want? So I want a better house. Mm. I want a few properties. I want some, a better mode of transport. I, mm. want a, I want my business to be a legacy. Mm. So then I say, what can I put in place to achieve those goals? Mm. Now I know that my goal, my problem I thought I had, is actually something tangible and obtainable. Mm. Then guess what? The problem falls away. 100%. I don't have a problem anymore because now I know that I can work towards something. And you've, you've done the solution and then you're going to do it bite-sized at a time. Yes. I'm going to tell you how I solve problems, right? Yeah. I have a problem. I cry. I break down. <laughs> I break down. Then I'm like, cool, let me pen and paper this. I get the pen and paper. I pour a glass of wine. I drink the wine. I forget the pen and paper. Wake up. Still have the problem. Then I cry. Then I call my girlfriends. <laughs> then I explain what the problem is. And then I talk around it. Then I'm like, oh my word, life is ending. Da, da, da. And then eventually, when like push comes to shove and I actually need to solve the problem, in maybe 10 minutes, it's solved. But it took me... Yep. Six days to get yep, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a process. And look, you can't you can't blame that emotional feeling. Yes. Yeah. We all deal with things differently. And I guess yeah. my, my logical side overpowers my emotional side yeah. to solving problems. My emotions are whew. Yeah. But then there's a case of understanding that has an emotional process even helped you? Because yes, it might seem dramatic and oh look at mm. all my problems. But sometimes people need to go through that yeah. phase of emotions yeah. to get to a solution. Agreed. And I'm not going to say that your solution is worse or better than mine. <laughs> it um, involves wine. It's better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you no, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. In yeah. that situation, you bonded with your girlfriends. Yeah. You understood situations better. You got advice from different people. You made mm. other people feel valued. Mm. So did your problem and way of solving the problem was like it actually a waste? Like how you think I made people feel valued. It yes. wasn't actually. Because asking someone else for advice makes mm. them feel valued. Yeah. So you might have taken 10 minutes to find your problem. Mm. But in that process, you made other people feel better about themselves. Yeah, yeah. And it's not always a bad thing. Yeah. Um, so, Jamie, we have spoken at length about the whole startup mission um, we've spoken about the percentages of the breakdown of 70, 20, 10. I promise you I'm not going to forget that for the yeah, life of you. Yeah, get your mess right. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what advice do you have for someone out there who has that side hustle and they really want to turn that side hustle into the main hustle? Okay. What advice do you have? Big thing I have to say is make sure you have the right team. Mm. Um, a lot of people try to get married. Well, they not try. They literally by default get married to their idea, get married to their business mm. and make their business their baby. And they try to incubate and protect it so much that they're the only one working there mm. because they feel like it's their job to be the accountant, it's their job to be the marketing manager, it's their job to be sales and sales and development and management and all this type of things. When in fact, and I tell this to myself as well, there's always someone that can mm. do this better than you. Mm. Go find that people. Mm. Mm. Whether this be a company, whether it's an individual, whether it's your yeah. brother that just graduated yeah. from I don't know what um, marketing or something. Yes. 
go find them and say, hey, I've seen what you can do. Do you mind working with me on this business? Yeah. And I know you'll say, oh, but that's expensive, Jamie. Yeah, costs money how do you, to bring people How can in. you afford especially, to bring people Especially in? when you're by yourself, right? Yeah. So if you've started your company, it's by yourself, it's in, uh, you've passed the business plan mode and now you're like, cool, I have the marketing that I need a yes. social media manager, but right now you're not even making a cent. How do you even hire someone if you can't even pay yourself, so right? So firstly, if you're going to go into business, you should have some extra sense because you're still doing your main hustle. Mm, I hear you. So use your main hustle to fund your side hustle. If it's a case of, oh, this is only my side hustle, you can even look at doing trade exchanges with people. So mm. saying, okay, look, I have other skills, so I might be good at um, being an accountant. Mm. So you've got another business and you're a marketing business. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an hour of accountancy for an hour of marketing. Okay. That's the way to do it. Or you can say, okay, I've got this idea. And hey, Ogilvy, you're the best marketing company in the world. Mm. Do you guys mind maybe sending one of your interns my way? Mm. Or saying, hey, I can possibly even give you shares. Or could your business invest in my business? Mm. And you do your business pitch to them. Okay. And that's okay. where you could save a whole lot of money and get the best resources out there. Mm. Mm. So there are these little, these little ticks and tips I will advise the users mm. to people. Just don't try to incubate your idea so much that you're never going to get anywhere. Because you're only as good as yourself. You're only as good as your team. The more skillful team members you add into your team, the better your business is going to go. You are only as good as yourself. You are only as good as your team. Wow, wow, and all the wows. I must completely agree with Jamie. I think that if you've got an idea out there, you've got that idea. Don't wait until it's perfect. Step out there, put it out there in the world, and you'll start building and growing it and making it better. Find someone you trust. Find a friend or a colleague or a mentor and just say, I have this idea. Go out to people. Go to your family and be like, what do you think about this? Um... And help them, let them help you refine it. It's not the idea of people bashing down your idea and being like, this is not going to work. It's the refining. And as you're refining it, you're going to build those resilience muscles. When you start putting it out there and you find this doesn't work or that doesn't work, how do I move it? How do I maneuver it? You're going to see it start blooming into the billion highest currency um, company or startup and hustle that you could not imagine if you had not taken that step forward. So thank you so much to Jamie for coming on to today's show and sharing your knowledge and shedding some light on that side hustle life. I guarantee you by the start of 2019 on everybody's New Year's resolutions, it's going to be like, get on that side hustle life. Yes, yes, and all the yeses. Please don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. Follow us on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But we look forward to seeing you same time, same place, right here on In My 20s. In my 20s, in my 20s. How old are you? I am, I am in my 20s. If you didn't know my 20s, this is my side hustle 20s. I am in my 20s. I said, I am in my 20s. If you didn't know my 20s, you could look at me and say 19, but I really am my 20s. Okay, bye.